Isn't it Jeezy this this thing's uh put on put on for your city? I think so. And like I feel so old, even though that's kind of an old song. <laughs> Dude, that's a that's a that's a banger. That's a banger. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to My Got Up Podcast. I'm Jim Wood. In this episode, John Powell and I preview Georgia's matchup with the Kentucky Wildcats. We talk through what we're looking for in the game, and we answer questions from you, our listeners. As always, remember to check out the newly redesigned MyGotAPodcast.com to see our latest merch. And you can follow us on social media at MyGotAPodcast. Finally, we'd love for you to check out our presenting sponsor, Oxia Time, at OxiaTime.com. That's A-X-I-A-T-I-M-E.com. Now, let's join the conversation in progress. All right, John. So it's Kentucky week. I told you via text that I had something. I think we were talking about this with Coach Trill, uh, that I had a Kentucky bourbon and that it wasn't anything crazy, but I knew it was something that you would not have had. Uh, so uh, I have a, it's a Woodford Reserve, uh, but it's a barrel pick from uh, Concord ABC. So what is it? It's a bar- it's a Woodford Reserve barrel pick from okay. the Concord ABC store here locally for me. That's awesome. What's the name on it? Ooh, did you hear that? I don't know. It doesn't always come through. Uh, it just says uh, it's just like the normal bottle. The uh, distillers select what it says. Uh, personally selected by Concord. That's all it says. Oh, ah, okay. Sometimes they'll throw a, a label on those things with uh, like what the actual batch name was, like at Southern Spirits. They had uh, the baseball glove was what it was called. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it's good. It's got like a selection date on it. That's all that it's got. What's the proof on it? Uh, 90. I enjoy the Woodford Reserve picks that I've had. Um, I think Hunter Hunter had had one that was like, he. I think he called it like a, they called it a lemon drop or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or lemon bar. Um but yeah, all, all of the Woodford Reserve picks. That's a great Woodford Reserve store picks are, are 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 pretty good from what I've from what I've had. I got this over the summer. I've actually been saving it for this week since uh since this game loomed large. I've been hanging on to it. I just opened the bottle. So cheers. <laughs> nice. Cheers. I feel I'm honored. Honored to share it with you. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's it's quite good. I have um in in honor of the festivities that are gonna be going on, I have a Tailgate King Greg special uh, with the Ancient Age 10 star. Nice. Nice. Excellent which choice. Is also, which is also a, a 90 proof, a 90 proof bourbon. Okay. Um, nice and easy. Nice and easy going because you got to pace yourself this weekend, Jim. All right. <laughs> That's right. It's going to be a long day. <laughs> going to be a long day. Um, uh, make sure we have some branch water handy. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, we have to pace ourselves. The. Um, which I guess we can go ahead and discuss that a bit. Uh, we'll both be there. So we're confirmed. Uh, we'll be out and about on campus. My got a podcast. We'll be out and about. Uh, although I need to get like a 10 gallon yellow hat or something like that. Cause apparently we need to have special hats. <laughs> it's like the Kentucky Derby out here. <laughs> right. Right. I, I believe it was a uh, Rambo that was requesting. We have a, uh, we have signature hats. <laughs> yeah, the, sign- the signature hats. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I know I'm the only one with the uh, the red golf hat with the rope. Um, I don't know. I, I I wore that to a different game. I wore that to South Carolina. So I'm not sure I'm going to wear that again. My question, John, is is it going to be baseball pullover weather this weekend? My, I have my... been watching. I've been watching that as well. However, I don't, I don't know. I, I've been 
I've, it's been like 80 something degrees every day thus far and even exactly. if it was a little bit cooler like i'm i'm gonna be shorts and a polo probably yeah. all, all the way through because i can't number one i don't, I don't know that i want to do a wardrobe change in the middle and the right before we go into the stadium <laughs> yeah i wore pants to south carolina game and uh or no sorry uab game uh and it was a big mistake i was burning up uh big mistake by like you know the end of the game i was comfortable <laughs> But like throughout the day and leading in the first three quarters, I was hot. Yeah. So. See, my my hope is is that there's going to be enough like there's going to be enough like uh, what do you call it uh, radiant heat from everybody around uh, around or whatever, so that yeah, there yeah. won't be I won't be super chilly or anything like that. So, but I'm, my plan is to bring a blanket just in case um, to have in the car, so we can always yeah, yeah, yeah. always go and pick one up. Right. 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 Um, well, yeah, so I don't know. We'll, we'll be there for the, for the weekend. I'm going to come in early. Like you are, I think we're going to come in Friday, uh, try to go see Jason hasty Friday afternoon, hit up the, uh, Hargrit library since we haven't been able to swing by there in person. So looking forward to that. Yes. Uh, I, I cannot wait to go. Uh, like I said, um, I'm also bringing Carter. Um, so if you have, you've heard us talk about Sardi Carter, uh, he's been on the podcast, uh, the most famous podcaster of my God podcast. Uh, will be in attendance uh, with us at the tailgates and in F. Nice. It's going to be fun for me because I'm really hoping to get one of those leather helmets to let him put it on and get a picture on the leather helmet. It's like, <laughs> it's like one of the must-have pictures. And you won't even have to have gloves if there is one, uh, as know. we learned. As we learned. Too good. Too good. Um, yeah, so it'll be good. This is the game we've, we've said all along, looms large, so... Know a lot of folks will be in town. Uh, British bull, bulldog venturing back across the pond yet again uh, should be a big time. Yes, looking forward to it. It's going to be great. All right, why don't we why don't we run through the matchup? Uh, so as we said, um, night game. So seven p.m. Uh, under the lights, we get to light up Sanford yet again. Um, let's see uh, records in the season coming in. Uh, so the dogs are five and zero, two and zero in the SEC. Same with Kentucky. Uh, so same record um, overall and in the conference. Uh, Georgia still number one uh, in both polls. Kentucky comes in ranked. Uh, so now a top 20 matchup. They are number 20 in the AP and coaches poll, which I think it was kind of weird that they weren't um, ranked already before they beat Florida, but that's neither here nor there. Um, game is on ESPN. Sean McDonough, uh, play-by-play. Analyst is Greg McElroy with Molly McGrath on the sideline. And the official hashtag that we will forget to use is UK versus UGA. Um, all-time series record, man, we own this one. Uh, the Dogs are 62-12-2 all-time against Kentucky. And the last meeting last year, if you'll recall, was like in the freezing cold, 16-6 uh, to game. Um, and last time I checked, Mike Bobo was not the offensive coordinator in that game. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it's 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 foreshadowing let's just say that yeah yeah for sure um okay and then the weather so we'll be determining the uh baseball pullover low of 56 high of 79 so it claims it's not going to get up to 80 john but uh we'll see we'll see that feels like is what i'm looking for jim (laughs) (laughs) fair the humidity right now has been brutal because, you know, as you know, I was in Charlotte, uh, we were in Asheville for a while um, and coming down to reality here in Georgia, the humidity has is still is still very much around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. 
All right. Well, I don't know, John, if you have, uh, do you have the fun facts? Do you have any fun facts for us on Kentucky this week? I have some fun facts. Okay. Um, okay. So let, let's start. Famous alumni is, is the easy, the easy one. Hmm. Um, can you name some famous alumni? <laughs> I mean, like I could run through a bunch of basketball players. Um, so the, the person who I always think of, but I don't know if she actually went there or not though, is, uh, Ashley Judd, because she's always at the basketball games. But did she? She did. Okay. She, she graduated with a bachelor's degree. Uh, I think I have. Yes, Ashley Judd is uh, is an alumna alumnae of of Kentucky. Okay. Nice. Okay. So I got at least one. You, you did do it at least one. There's a bunch of different random folks, like you like you said, like obviously like Randall Cobb, like football players, like there's there's you know Jared Lorenzen, all those guys. Um, R.I.P. Like, R.I.P. Yeah. Hefty Lefty. RIP hefty lefty. Um, but then you've also got like some, some other, like, I'm try- I was trying to think of like, what, what are some notable folks that we might recognize mm-hmm. um, that you wouldn't necessarily have thought. Um, yeah. The only one on the list that I was reading that I don't have any Lionel Richie ones where it's like, they got the honorary one. <laughs> right, right. But Miss Elizabeth. Oh, no way. Does that name ring a bell? Yes. Yes. So she was, you know, in the wrestling world, she was the macho man's, I don't know, squeeze, whatever you want to say. Yes. Right. Yeah. She was always she, on his she arm. She was his wife. Yeah. In real life too. I forgot that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Miss Elizabeth uh, is an alumnus of, uh, of Kentucky. You want to go off the rails really quick, John? Let's go off the when rails. When I, when I was in high school, my friends and I, uh, so, you know, like, I graduated in 1998. So pro wrestling was kind of in like a resurgence at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, that was when Goldberg was huge and everything. So anyways, my friends and I, we all like everyone was like, we, we all had a nickname that just went along with a wrestler or whatever. And I was macho man. And uh, like my girlfriend Please. at the time, people started calling her Miss Elizabeth. It was kind of, it was hilarious. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to go. I thought you were going to say Kim. Kim was, is known as, as Miss Elizabeth. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> We went to high school together. Right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna pretend. I'm gonna pretend she's still Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> uh, too good. Okay, back to, on the rails. I'm gonna have to. You and uh, you, you and um, AB are gonna have to do a little, do a little macho man elbow drop on on those trash cans this weekend. Watch out, watch out for the trash cans this weekend. <laughs> Hopefully, the trash cans can stay safe. Right. If, if you know, you know. Okay, sorry. Back on the rails. Continue. Good times. Good times. Um, yeah, I, I, we had we had another plan for for the Kentucky game, um, but we had to kind of pivot here last minute. So not a not a huge not a huge list of fun facts. They, you know, Kentucky date, dates its its history all the way back to 1865. Uh, it was a land grant uh, university. Um, it was founded as Transylvania University. Um, but eventually, um, as many schools end up doing that, they changed to state university. And then eventually, um, they, in 1916, finally changed the name to, uh, to the university of Kentucky. Um, the, they actually have three mascots. Um, they have the, the wildcat, which is, um, they actually have a live mascot that resides elsewhere and is like run by the agricultural, whatever the park parks folks, like the people that manage the animals. Um, and he lives off site, uh, I believe over in Frankfurt or something like that. Okay. Um, 
but then they also have the the wildcat that is that you know in human form um that's right. it's a it's a it's a guy a guy in a costume right mm-hmm. um and then beyond that there's another there's another mascot named scratch um who i guess has a a lesser known you might see them them both um but yeah scratch and the wildcat are are like they're actual they actually have three named mascots i was not aware of scratch i wasn't aware of scratch either uh matter of fact i was like it's just like they have that that bobcat um and then they also have the 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 one guy um but yeah i was unaware of scratch scratch is is a mascot there's actually some pictures uh of them both together um at some of the football games and stuff and like one of them looks like i I don't know like these guys here you you tell me i'm going to send you a picture here so you can see what they look like you tell me um my googling just said that scratch is a more child-friendly version of the wildcat and Correct. he wears his he wears his hat backwards and loves yes. to have fun. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, what a great description! I don't really understand. I don't really understand what what what's the deal with that. But you can I, take a look at you can take a look at the picture. It's like yeah, it's it's like uh, it doesn't look like his kid. It also doesn't look like a wildcat. No, yeah, they look nothing alike. <laughs> yeah. So I, I picture like the wildcat as like if you took like a a cat beanie baby and just supersized it, right. Right. It, it looks like it looks like a giant beanie baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess we could chalk it up to kind of like a hairy dog and Spike. Although, yeah, um, Spike is, is inflatable. But yes, Spike is way cooler uh, than Scratch. Also, yeah, in, in my opinion, because uh, you know, whenever the inflatable mascots like get involved, like they they like fall down and go upside down and start bouncing around. That that just, yes, that just cracks up. It cracks me up inside. Agreed. I, I love when Spike jumps on his head. <laughs> it just starts running around on um let's see other fun facts what are, here, here's one that might might trip up some folks out there what is the official state beverage or, or of kentucky mm, so it's not bourbon <laughs> i don't know is that your final answer? i mean i'm just gonna say that i'm sure that's yeah. not it it is not bourbon jim okay uh the official beverage of kentucky is I've, I've never heard of this before maybe we need to find some is it, if anybody's coming in from from kentucky it is ale eight one soft drink never heard of it ale eight one yeah i've never heard of it either but it appears to be like a ginger beer type type uh, beverage okay got it um it's the original soft drink of kentucky um it's actually fairly new as the quote-unquote official it was it was proclaimed as such in 2001 which one would argue that bourbon was a, <laughs> was way more established than than this particular beverage i guess it's more more kid friendly kind of like scratch right it's more kid friendly it seems like that they're trying to be more kid friendly um yeah. but yeah it uh it, it appears to be like a ginger ale type okay never heard of it never heard of it either now um, i kind of gotta try it though yeah i, I know i'm like yeah i kind of want to i kind of want to try some um it is uh it looks very similar to, like I said, like ginger ale. I actually got some ginger beer um, this past weekend to to have, and I also had some left over to take. So I'm hoping to have some Kentucky Mules uh, when we're in when we're in town for the tailgate as well. So I do have some ginger beer for us to have. Some- nice. I was gonna say that does make sense for at least you make you can make uh, Kentucky Mules with the ale eight. So I guess it makes sense from that lens. Correct. So we'll have like an ale eight ish type beverage <laughs> at the tailgate. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> nice. Uh, let's see here. 
no other fun facts. I think that uh, the, the last the last episode we talked about um, we talked about the uh, you know the whole bourbon situation. Like the the I think that my my beverage last time around was an Evan Williams single barrel, if I remember correctly, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the first allegedly the first commercial um distillery in in the country was evan williams um gotcha in my research for subsequent research for this game um jason hasty maybe you can get on it for us give us give us some history here but uh it sounds like that there was actually some debate on whether or not that was factually true because i guess apparently evan williams didn't have didn't like actually enter the united states until like 1784 or something like that Mm. uh i like how you've i like how you've assigned bourbon history to jason hasty now too (laughs) well he's a historian he's the historian (laughs) uh more on that later um but yes uh, what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna hearken it back to uh, our our favorite distillery buffalo trace distillery Mm -hmm. um the first commercial distillery that they had that's tied to uh, buffalo trace was 1858 um the distillery was acquired by famed bourbon colonel e.h taylor um, okay. who is famed and referred to as the father of the modern bourbon industry um the that's 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 e.h taylor so maybe we're gonna have to try to find it and get some e.h taylor for for the the kentucky game but either way like pretty much any bourbon will do for this game you could go with blanton's and the the kentucky um you know horse they're, you know they're famous for their horse racing um, you can go with the Blantons with uh, with the their little ponies uh, on the top. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, Kentucky is one of eight universities in the United States that has colleges of agriculture, engineering, medicine, and pharmacy on the single campus. Yes, nice. nice. That's, that's that's a fun fact. Nice, cool. All right, JP's fun facts. Fun as always. Um, I was just going to add some matchup stuff. So we're in the midst of a record 13 straight wins over these guys. Um, so that's the longest streak we've ever had over them. Um, and let's see what we're in the midst of. Uh, we're now up to 22 straight wins period. And then we're also on a 22 game home win streak. So overall win streak and home streak up to 22. Um, all right, let's see. News we've and few, we've got a few streaks to keep up. Yes. Yes. Uh, let's see. News and notes. Um, so the Vanderbilt kickoff time was announced. Uh, it's at noon. It's a nooner, but on CBS. Uh, so CBS has a doubleheader next week. Um, not the normal three thirty and the night game doubleheader, but a nooner and three thirty doubleheader. Um, so that's when that matchup will be at Vanderbilt next week. Nooner. Uh, what eleven eleven uh, Central local time there. Um, and then in Wait, Kirby's... so does that does that mean that we're the we're the prime we're the prime time since we're no no, no no yeah yeah no <laughs> we'll have the backup we'll have the second uh, second team <laughs> broadcast crew um, so then Kirby's press conference I think I mean the biggest thing was the presence of Mark Richt um, so if you missed that uh, definitely go check it out um, so he announced Mark Richt came to join the press conference to announce the Chick Fil A Dog Bowl. Uh, which is going to be like a bowling contest to raise money to fight Parkinson's and Crohn's disease. Uh, so we all know Rick has, uh, you know, announced that he was diagnosed with Parkinson's um, and his granddaughter has Crohn's. Um, so family, family affair there um, to, to raise money for a great charity. 
Um, also, Rick was hilarious uh, because he had an exchange with Kirby around, uh, I guess, the prize that the winners get. And I think through the way the various teams work, there's going to be players working in it. And Kirby asked, they're going to get like a wrestling belt. So back to the wrestling, John, again. Uh, and Kirby asked if a Georgia player would get a belt. And Coach Rick said yes. And then said that, you know, back in my day, they would have got suspended for two games uh, because they would have been polite and told the truth. And then what do you say? He said, if I could go back and do it again, I would say lie and deny. Lie and deny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Like that was out of character for Mark Rick. I feel like that's one of those, that's probably like one of those things where like, you know, Kirby says, says one thing in the thing. And then he's like, you know, my wife is going to, my wife is not going to be happy. She wasn't too happy with me about that one. Like, I feel like Miss, Mrs. Rick is not going to be happy about him. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That. I thought that was pretty funny. That's pretty funny. It's like, it's, you know, grandpa Rick letting it all, letting it all flow now. It's amazing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I have to say like Mark Rick is a national treasure that we need to protect for the, the end of time. For sure. For sure. Um, so the, the other, the only thing that Kirby said that I really picked up on to relay was he got a question about uh, Lawson Lucky and Pierce Sperlin and mm. on their health and could they have played against Auburn? Mm. <laughs> and he said, could they have played? Yeah, they could have played. If they're better than Oscar and Brock, I mean, I don't know what you want us to do. Y'all want to take Brock Bowers out and put one of them in? Anyone voting on that? I mean, if you vote that, you're not a coach. But yeah, they're cleared. They're not where they need to be physically and mentally to uh, to play SEC play. So uh, mm. <laughs> I guess- physically. And mentally, yeah, he threw that out there. Yeah, so uh, that, that I, I guess every once in a while something uh, riles up Kirby. I guess that's that's what he. Uh, I didn't listen to it, so reading it, it sounded funny. I don't know how animated he got saying it, but I can see him saying it every every. I can I'm, I, I can hear him saying everything that you just said. <laughs> right. Yeah. Same. Same. Um, I didn't look at anything. I was, I had intended to go check if there was anything from Stoops press conference, but full disclosure, full disclosure, didn't get much there, but, you know, coached by Mark Stoops, been there for a while. Um, we kind of know what, uh, the kind of program he runs, um, and what he's looking to do, which is kind of be, I mean, they've kind of been like Georgia light, I would say, um, since he's been there. You know, mm-hmm. they, they try to do basically um, what we do really has been their MO, um, you know, to play physical football, um, kind of built off the line of scrimmage, although they really play ball control. And we've seen that, you know, over the years. So, all right. Uh, why don't we do what we usually do, John? So let's look, talk about what we're looking for when Georgia has the ball. Um, so some players of note for Kentucky, uh, defensive back Maxwell Hairston. He is tied for second in the SEC with three interceptions. Um, He also leads Kentucky with 25 solo and 33 total tackles. Um, He also had two pick sixes against Vanderbilt uh, two weeks ago. Um, Then linebacker Trevin Wallace is their second leading tackler. Um, He's got an interception uh, as well and is uh, leads the team with three and a half sacks. Um, And then defensive lineman Deion Walker, uh, 14 total tackles and two and a half sacks. Dude is huge. Um, I believe he wears the number zero. Um, so he's their version of uh, the big O on the defensive line. Uh, that's Dion Walker. Um, for us, though, a couple of things I want to call out, John. Carson Beck is actually second in the SEC in passing yards uh, behind only Jaden Daniels of LSU. Mm-hmm. And then a fun thing I saw um, on Twitter today uh, from Jonathan Williams. Uh, he's one of the co-hosts of the classic city sports podcast uh, around 
Brock Bowers in the current pace he's on. He said if Brock Bowers uh, stays on the pace he's on, he would finish the season with the second most career receiving yards at Georgia, break the single season Georgia receiving yard record, break the single season UGA reception record, and finish with the most career receiving yards by a tight end in college football history in just three years. So uh, just to point out kind of the tear that the Brock's on. I'm starting to think that this Brock Bowers fellow is pretty good at the, <laughs> at the old foosball. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how much you've watched of them. Um, and like looking with their defense. I mean, I watched a good bit of Florida, the Florida game um, last weekend. Um, and I watched a little bit of Vanderbilt. Tough to say with Vanderbilt. I mean, like Kentucky's defense looked, looked lights out against Vanderbilt. Right. Um, I felt like they looked okay against Florida. Um, you know, they really, um, they jumped on Florida early and then Florida was kind of trying to play catch up. So they kind of got Florida's offense in a hole, right. And Florida was having to try to play catch up the whole time. Um, so they only played Florida and Vanderbilt, right? That's their two conference foes. Yeah. We're Florida and Vanderbilt. I mean, you know, <laughs> everyone wants to talk about, uh, Georgia's poor schedule. We do have a common opponent. Uh, so they also played ball state. They played ball state the week before we did, but they played ball state, Eastern Kentucky and Akron, uh, is their three non-conference foes. Um, and then Vanderbilt and Florida. So, I mean, honestly, both of these, you know, their, their schedules, I would say lines up pretty well with ours. I would say ours is even more difficult, um, personally, but yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that assessment. Um, yeah, so Georgia's offense is going to be the most prolific offense that they've faced, basically, because if they've yeah. played, they've played Vanderbilt and they've played Florida. Uh, both of them are nine and ten in total offense in the SEC. Um, <laughs> not, not to be outdone, Georgia has only played Auburn, which is ranked thirteenth offense, um, which we we talked about that last week. Yeah. Um, but we have played, we have played, um, uh, an offense similar to them, South Carolina. So, um, South Carolina, South Carolina is ranked seventh, Kentucky's ranked eighth, Florida's ranked ninth and Vanderbilt's ranked 10th. So they're all, all in there from an offensive standpoint, but from, uh, you know, from an offensive standpoint for Georgia, you know, I think for, for us, you know, they haven't played anything like us from an offense. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess like, what, what I'm what I'm wondering, what I'm going to be watching for is how do we, what do we do to start here? Like, do we do what we've seen us do with all the short lateral stuff or do we get vertical early? I know like what we were talking about in the Auburn review, like that was kind of your question of like, things seem to open up when we get the ball downfield, right? Um, so, you know, game two for Lad back now, what do we see from there? Are we still seeing him running the underneath routes? Do we see lad attempt to go deep um and the other thing i'll say too like i know you were questioning like targets i guess right for like rah rah and love it um and -hmm. like i agree to an extent but i would also say any target to to anyone not named brock bowers is a target not to brock bowers so i don't know how much room there is to increase other people's targets honestly that's my only my only question there so i don't know man i you know beck beck's having a good year um I mean, he, he's, like I said, second leader, second in SEC in, in passing yards. Um, I felt like he was, I mean, he was super confident uh, against Auburn. Like the way he stood there in the pocket, I mean, he was slinging the ball, especially in the second half. So I don't know. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, from, you know, if we're, if we're looking at this from a, from a Georgia offense standpoint, something that sticks out to me is, you know, when you took it, 
look at the takeaways. So a couple of interesting stats for for their defense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Auburn Auburn was ranked number four in in interceptions. Georgia incidentally is ranked number one in the in the SEC for for interceptions. We've got yep. eight on the, we have eight inter- interceptions on the. Um, Kentucky has five, so they're averaging at least one interception a, a game. Georgia's averaging one point six. Auburn was averaging one point two. So you saw how that worked out for them. Um, what is more interesting is that their 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 scoring defense. Kentucky actually has a pretty de- decent scoring defense uh, as well. Um, it yeah. seems like that they are basically built to stop the run um, from everything that I've kind of seen overall. Um, but yeah. they are susceptible to the past. Okay. Yeah, they're they're giving up what like 15 15.2 points a game, although that is overall. So they gave up I think it's like 21 points a game in the league because they gave up 14 to Florida and 28 to Vanderbilt just for what it's worth. Right. Yeah, Georgia's averaging 13 points in defense and Kentucky's averaging Yeah. Yeah. Um the yeah, rush rushing defense uh basically, you know, Missouri and Kentucky are roughly tied you know kentucky's allowing 75.8 yards per rush uh, which is not going to bode well for us uh, like i said uh, we had we had trouble moving the ball on auburn and they're ranked below us they're ranked eighth in the in the conference at 128 yards per per game um and we we struggled we struggled with them <laughs> even yeah i say do you think i mean i don't know you think do you think we can run on these guys no, I don't think we're. I don't think we're going to be able to run on them at all. Do you think we're going to? We're going to Carson Beck's going to need to air it out a bit. I think that we're going to have to figure out what we're doing on offense a lot quicker. Well, I, I guess I shouldn't say a lot quicker because you know, on average, Georgia's holding the ball a lot longer than um, than Kentucky is. Um, they're they're kind of. Well, and then I think some of the listener questions were asking some some stuff about that, but like, yeah. You know, when Kentucky has the ball, are they going to try to grind out the clock, that kind of thing, right. um, which I think is probably true. I mean, based on their performance last week, I would, you know, they would be remiss to not try to do that. Uh, they're definitely going to try to do that. That's what they do. <laughs> I just don't think, I just don't know that it, it'll be interesting to see how we, we answer that. So part of our problem last week was that, you know, number one, we couldn't set the edge, which that's certainly something I'll be, I'll be looking for in our defensive side, but that's what they're going to do, right? They're going to try to they're going to try to ground it, and if we try to do that, I feel like it's going to be running right into the teeth of their defense. Um, so I'm hoping that we'll start to see. Like I think Graham posted in some of his uh, analysis, you know, on the gap versus um, what is it, mm. gap versus zone schemes, and how we performed there, and yeah, you know, how we performed going around certain personnel and it seems like that we should have been doing more of the sweeps right like yeah those seem like that they've been working when we're attacking the edge but (laughs) the bobo haters are probably not going to be too happy about us trying to run the ball up the middle which seems like that that's going to go right in and play right into kentucky's uh strengths and i'm hoping that we you know i'm I'm okay you should expect georgia fan to see some poking and prodding um, on the run game. They're not just going to completely abandon it, regardless of how, how Kentucky's uh, good at stopping it. But my hope is that they'll I mean if, if, if they are going to show that they are going to give up yards through the air, that we'll just take what the defense gives us. Yeah. Amen. Man, we're like back to season, season one of my got a podcast, John. 
take what the defense gives you. But I mean, that's the way to go. Seriously, that's the the way to go. I mean, like if if they're going to let Brock Bowers run around in the secondary, you might as well throw it to him, right? Yeah, yeah. This does feel like a a throw throw to set up the run kind of game to me. So that's kind of that's kind of what I'm expecting. I'm what I'm what I'm more curious of is how do we how exactly do we try to do that? Are we doing the short lateral stuff? I'd like to kind of see us go over the middle and like down the seam personally. Um, I don't know. What, could this be the game where Carson Beck hits that deep shot connects with one of those people streaking down the middle um, had some, some close, close misses there. So we'll be watching for that too. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you like our, you like our chances there. Like if you're, if you're looking for Georgia to push the ball down the field, um, Kentucky has a worse passing total defense uh, or worse passing defense than, than Auburn did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just I think that there's there's op- there's going to be opportunities for us um, to to push that ball down the field. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, you got anything else in the offense? The only other thing on the offense that I uh, I guess it is, it kind of it kind of counts, right? Um, something that I noticed when I was poking around on some of the stats. Where was it? Hang on, I'm, I'm pulling it up right here. Um, yeah, Kentucky. Kentucky is currently tied with first. Tied uh, tied for first with fumbles recovered. Mm-hmm. They're they're recovering sixty seven percent of their fumbles, which seems like un ungodly high. They're yeah, recovering sixty seven percent of fumbles they force on defense. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Of 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 opponent fumbles. Yeah. 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 Got it. Yeah. 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 That uh, feels like a lot of turnover luck. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. So I say that like I mentioned the interceptions. I mentioned the the fumble recovery here. Um, Georgia currently has zero fumbles recovered. Um, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so the regression to the mean, all those kinds of things, you know, plays out over, over bigger data sets. Um, anyway, they, they seem like that they've been fortunate. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that, that I guess to close out on the offense, uh, let's protect the football. Um, this is a much better football team than Auburn and we don't need to give them hope with silly turnovers like we had against Auburn so yeah agreed all right uh well before we move into the defense why don't we take a moment to remind everyone that season four of my got a podcast is presented by Oxia time uh, so Oxia time is a Swiss watch company they make custom Swiss watches and you've got to check out their 2021 in 2022 Georgia National Championship Watch Collection. Um, And we're here recording on Monday night. And today there is actually just a big announcement. Uh, There is now a partnership between Classic City Collective and Oxia Time. Um, So you can find information about this on the Classic City Collective's website. We'll put it in the show notes as well. But if you go over to classiccitycollective.com and go to their store, um, there is a link to timepiece. Uh, so there are, uh, I believe it's 25, uh, Oxia timepieces that are coming out there. We've mentioned the presentation box here, uh, but this presentation box with these 25 timepieces are signed by Kirby smart. Uh, so it's going to be a limited edition run, um, with again, a presentation box signed by coach smart. Um, a portion of the proceeds sales on those also go to bulldogs battling, Breast cancer and reminder, it is breast cancer awareness month this month of October. So again, be sure to go check them out. You can see those exclusively at classiccitycollective.com, or you can always head over to oxiatime.com as well. That's A-X-I-A-T-I-M-E.com. And over there, 
Again, you can use the code MyGotAPodcast to get one of those uh, presentation boxes with your watch as well. That one won't be assigned by Kirby though. So you're going to be you're going to be rocking your Oxia watch, Oxia timepiece this uh, this weekend, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. <laughs> I will. We'll, we'll have it on campus. If you see, you know, Rambo, if you see us with our hat on. You know, the, the watch, you know, you if gotta, you see the, you hat gotta, in, the hat and the watch is us. <laughs> yeah, you got you to flash the watch. I'm not wearing mine right now, but uh, uh, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to check the watch. Uh, <laughs> we'll be, good. we'll be walking around like uh, Wayne's World, the, the backstage passes. Like, the watch. I <laughs> uh, love it. Love it. All right. So let's talk about the Georgia defense, the Kentucky offense. Um, so when Kentucky has the ball. Again, players to watch out for um, from Kentucky. So their quarterback is Devin Leary. Um, he is a transfer from NC State. Uh, this is his first year at Kentucky. Uh, this season, he's 82 of 142. That's a 57% completion percentage for 1,129 yards, 10 touchdowns, and five picks. Um, their leading receiver is Tavion Robinson, 19 catches, 308 yards, three touchdowns. Another transfer, although he transferred last year. So he was there last year, but he started his career at Virginia Tech. Uh, and then the big one, uh, the SEC's leading rusher, uh, Ray Davis, running back, 76 carries for 594 yards and eight touchdowns. I will add, though, 280 of those rushing yards were last week against Florida. Um, <laughs> yeah. But so, you know, we we played him last year, um, although he was running behind the Vanderbilt offensive line. Um little bit a little bit different i suppose so i mean i guess i'd say we'll have our we'll have our hands full with, with that rushing attack um you know john we talked in the auburn review about like kind of the the differences of, of this georgia defense versus others um the way we used to say like is anyone ever going to score a rushing touchdown etc i know in seasons past it would be like you know week by week georgia kept facing the sec's leading rusher right who was you know the kind of the flavor of the month and we'd shut him down um man i'd love for that to be the case on saturday <laughs> right 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 uh, i i don't know man um all right so here's some here's some cold water to kind of throw on this so okay. i was talking about georgia's you know the the rank from a from an offensive yards per game right mm-hmm. um georgia's technically a more more yards per game than than kentucky but if you were to break this down to a yards per play um like, you know, that's that's one of those advanced stats, right? Like, this mm-hmm. isn't like Chapel Bell Curve or I'm talking to dog stats here, <laughs> dog quant. But like, you know, I've, I've dabbled in yards per play is a pretty a pretty indicative me- metric of how efficient the offense is. Right. Um, Kentucky currently ranks number three at 7.19 yards per play. Okay. Georgia ranks fourth at 6.89. Is that the defense on yards per play? You're talking about the Georgia offense? I'm talking about the yeah the I'm talking about the Georgia yeah. offense yeah yeah, okay. yeah 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 okay okay yeah well if you if you if you married it that way Kentucky seven point nine yards per play on on offense yeah uh, on the on the defensive side Georgia is is giving up four point four two yards per play okay okay yeah I mean you know I I was looking at a couple of things there I mean like you know on the points per game Georgia is first in the SEC in points per game allowed on defense. What? Say that again. Say it louder for the, the 44E. The Georgia defense leads the SEC in scoring, uh, allowing only 13 points per game. Uh, that is good for first defensively in the conference. Oh, I thought you were talking about the offense. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, um, that's, yeah. So, 
I don't know, man. Like it's again, traditionally when you're playing these guys, you're like, it's good on good, right? Like it's Kentucky is good at running the ball. Georgia is good at, at stopping the run. Um, you know, if you, I, you know, uh, Georgia is like a little bit further down. So we're what one, two, three, we're fifth in the sec in rushing yards a game allowed. Um, so thus far in the season where Georgia defense is allowing 113 uh, yards rushing per game. Um, so, you know, not, not first, not kind of like holding everyone under to hundred yards rushing a game, um, but not, not, you know, down there near the bottom either. So um, we're going to have to, we, we can't do what we did against Auburn. Um, we're going to have to set it, set a good edge. But I will say, like, the way Kentucky runs the ball is very different from the way Auburn runs the ball. Um, they're not, you know, as big of a, a zone read. Like, they're more, I'm not saying they don't run any, but they're more of a straight handoff team. Right. Which I'm hoping will be a, 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 welcome, a welcome respite for, for our defense to have, you know, to not have that option for the quarterback to, to pull it and run. <laughs> yeah yeah and and again like you know like i said against auburn that's a key part of that but like i was so shocked that we couldn't shut down a one-dimensional team um right but it was a i guess not traditional one-dimensional team maybe you could say and then the other thing is to like you know a lot of that rushing came off of the the 61 yard kind of bust um with the quarterback right. run so here i i will say like again for what i've watched at kentucky quarterback doesn't impress me big time. I mean, he had, he threw what should have been an easy, easy pick six to Florida and the defensive back dropped it. Um, so I don't know. I, I like our, I like our secondary. I like our chances when they, when they're putting the ball in the air. Um, I don't know. I look, I look for, for Tyke Smith and company to be ball Hawks there. Yeah. I would, I would tend to agree with that. Okay. All right. I don't know. Do you got anything else on the defense and, and their offense? I mean, it's more so just a, a combination of, of the two. And maybe this is more attuned for like the, just the final thoughts on the, on the matchup. But like, I mean, <laughs> I, I go back to that yards per play metric uh, for, for offense and for defense. Yeah. Um, you know, Kentucky's averaging over seven yards per play on, on offense. Georgia's averaging 6.89. You go back and look at the, the defense yards per play. Georgia's averaging 4.42. 4.42 yards per play and Kentucky's averaging 4.56. Yeah. Knowing those numbers, what do you think that, that might indicate? I mean, it sounds like pretty evenly matched. It sounds honestly. like a pretty even evenly matched teams from a statistical standpoint. Yeah. Obviously there's some disparity on those teams from that we that we've played and it's also fairly small, you know, sample sizes. Um but, you know, you look at the common opponents, you know, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, uh, or not common opponents that we've played, but you know what I mean? Yeah, like, eventually, yeah. Like, I would compare Vandy to South Carolina from a, you know, total defense, from a defensive yards perspective. Florida and Auburn are pretty much, you know, dead dead even in terms of what their defense was, was producing from a yards per play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from an offense standpoint, Florida and South Carolina are pretty much dead even. And then you look at Auburn and Vanderbilt are pretty much dead even. Vanderbilt slightly better from a yards per play off from offense. So like we've kind of faced from a yards per play standpoint, we've kind of faced similar competition um, to these guys. And it's ultimately just going to come down to 
you know, who's going to, who's going to show up to play, like which team decides it wants to play. You know, you like Georgia, you, you like Georgia's op, option opportunities at, at night. Yeah. Um, you mentioned and, and alluded to some, some dropped opportunities, like the, the dropped interception from Florida. Yeah. I have a feeling that Georgia's not going to, not I have a feeling that Georgia is not going to capitalize uh, or that Georgia is going to capitalize on. Yeah, I mean, top 20 matchup under the lights uh with a long day of tailgating leading up to it if you catch my drift John. Uh <laughs> the stadium's going to be rocking. It's going to be loud. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for them to operate. Do you think the Georgia fans are going to be up, get up and pound some beers? <laughs> the beer will be flowing like wine. <laughs> and the bourbon. Yes. Um, all right. I got, I, I did, uh, some special teams research, John. Um, okay. So do they have an Aussie punter? Yes. Fine. We'll just, we'll just skip it. We'll go straight to it. That was fine. (laughs) We should just refer to this as the Aussie punter segment. (laughs) I mean, you'll be, you're going to be shocked to know that their, their Aussie punter is from pro kick Australia. (laughs) Golly, these guys, I swear. (laughs) Okay. It gets better. Um, okay. So on the field. Um, he is averaging 45.7 yards per punt. Uh, so this guy is good. So John, if he booms one, I don't want you saying I didn't mention it in the preview because I did. Um, however, this guy, he is, he's 26 years old. Okay. Cause these guys are older. This is a 26 (laughs) year old man. He is married and has a kid. Okay. (laughs) Nice. Uh, his nickname is bangers bangers. And I found an article when he described it. And this is what he said when he asked about his nickname, he said, when you hear a good song, you say, that's a banger. I was on a footy trip, John, you get that reference. I was on a footy trip and we were on a bit of a party bus. I was at the front of the bus and I had control of the tunes. Someone was like, that's a banger. And it has just rolled on since then. <laughs> uh, and he said, that's also my Instagram handle if anyone wants to follow it. So apparently he's bangers uh, of some some sort uh, on Instagram. Um, and then he got asked if uh, in this article, if he was going to get a chance to be on front of a Kentucky football party bus controlling the tunes. And he said, I sure hope so. And hopefully Coach Stoops is giving us all some bourbon as well. So uh, kind of like this guy. <laughs> Kind of like this guy, yeah. These 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 the Australian people that I know, they're they're no joke, man. <laughs> uh, so okay, so that's it on the Aussie punter. Um, their kicker is Alex Rayner. Uh, he's twenty three of twenty four on extra points on the season. I believe Florida blocked one, um, from what I recall. Um, but he is right. uh six of six on field goals, so he has not missed a field goal attempt this season. Fun fact: um, Alex Rayner went to a local high school here in in, in our our backyard i missed that where'd he go uh he went to harrison high school uh okay i know this because my daughter knows his brother um who is currently playing lacrosse cool um yeah former former soccer player turned kicker shocking um but yes alex trainer i know that uh, only because my daughter shouted out when she saw alex trainer kicking field goal Mm. um in the last game uh, last weekend before the georgia game we were watching kentucky play and she said she heard his name she goes oh that's that's my friend's brother <laughs> that's funny that's too funny um okay i've got one one more special teams thing i have a trivia question for you who is the leader in the sec in average return yards per kickoff returned in average yards per kickoff return kickoff return average who's the leader in the sec uh is it my I'm used. It's the unofficial official receiver of my got a podcast. 
what Makani is. So nice. he 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 doesn't lead in total kickoff return yards, but he does lead lead in a kickoff return average. He's averaging like twenty nine yards per kickoff return. So that was pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah. Um, are you sure it's not Mecky Mecky Muse? Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask Brad Nessler <laughs> how to pronounce his name. Holy cow! Uh, I see that uh, Kentucky actually leads the Southeastern Conference in kickoff returns. They're averaging 30 yards a return. So how is that? How does that work? That's out? kick. They're average 30 yards. Uh, I, that must be something. No, that's, I don't know what that is. Kickoff average. Um, I do see that. Yeah, that is returning. That's team, but as an individual, as it's, an individual. it's Mackay. That's if right. you look at that's individuals, right. it's Mackay. Well, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to throw that stat out there too, to throw some cold water. Again, I'm throwing out these numbers to highlight Georgia is ranked number two. Kentucky is ranked number one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, dude. Like, kick the ball out of the end zone. Can we please do that? Like, can we, can we I don't know why do that. we we have been messing around with that a bit. I joked to my dad against UAB. It felt like we we needed to practice kickoff coverage or something when we were kicking them short. <laughs> uh, but then, then, like, it's continued, and we did it a couple times against Auburn. So I don't know, man. I'm, we, Zirkle is capable of kicking it out of the end zone. I, I just do it every time. Yes. The I'm touchback you- is a powerful thing. I'm going to give you some other numbers here to just to underscore that for me, when I look at this game, and I hope I don't get like a waiting since last Saturday, Scott Duval moment here, but like <laughs> I see such a even matchup in, in the things that I see, you know, obviously they're, they're, they're different, but like <laughs> the, the punting. So average, average punt uh, for Kentucky or for Georgia is 44 yards. Average punt for Kentucky is 42.63. They're ranked seventh and eighth, respectively, um, in the SEC in, in punting. Um, yards per game, 140 yards, 136 yards, punts per, uh, total punts per game, uh, 3.2 and 3.2. Um, there is one metric that we have not discussed that these two teams are diametrically opposed on. So I've talked about a lot about the, the similarities. And there's one particular metric that they do not match up well on at all. I don't know what it is. You're going to have to just tell me, John. You just talked about it. Field goals. Okay. They have not missed a single field goal all season long. Yeah. Yeah. Georgia yeah, currently he's... ranks 14th in the SEC in that particular metric. Yeah. I told you. Yeah. He's, he's, their kicker is six of six. Yeah. But, you know, you know pay, payday. Uh, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll say this. They've been blowing everybody out. He, I don't know that he's had to kick a pressure kick yet. And payday okay. made two of them last week. So for what it's worth. Got it. All right. I don't, I don't disagree, but I'm just saying them's the numbers. Yeah. 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 That's fine. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can give the numbers. I can respond. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right. Let's do the lister questions. Um, so as every week, our lister questions are brought to you by Working Web Media. So we've mentioned, you know, uh, we weren't super happy with our old website. And we wanted to redesign it and we worked with Working Web Media to do that for us. Um, so you can definitely go check out our newly redesigned website, uh, mygodapodcast.com. Um, much better design flow and a new merch store as well. So you can get see all of our merch. We got hats, t-shirts, et cetera, up there. Um, but if you need help, if you got a small business, uh, you need help with your website or even just your online presence, they can help you with social media marketing as well. Uh, go check them out at workingwebmedia.com slash dogs. And then they will know that we sent you their way. 
All right, JP, first up, Alex Garnto, a big game in the SEC East against Auburn, uh, excuse me, against Auburn, Bowers and Delp lined up in the backfield at the same time. Could this be the game Bowers throws a pass? Uh, hashtag mama, there goes that man, go dogs. So <laughs> I think I said it wrong in the review because I think I, that I think that was the the one I was talking about. Um, I mean, it, maybe it wasn't. There was one with three backs at one point. There were three backs plus the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure if that was it or not. But yeah, they definitely did that. I'm gonna say n- I'm gonna say no. I don't think this is the game where we're getting into the trick play stuff to get Bowers Heisman status. Not this Kentucky team, personally. I don't think that Bowers is going to be throwing balls. He's he's much better at running past uh, hapless secondary defenders. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Um, this is the Munsoning segment. Do we, we need a sponsor that Munsoning segment is brought to you by? <laughs> <laughs> brought to you by... I don't know, uh, <laughs> uh, brought to you by the uh, Clearview and... <laughs> 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 nice nice um not a sponsor quite yet <laughs> oh man all right so let's see john michael d uh atlanta sean and rambo are they're all munsoning so john michael d said is munsoning still dead asking for uh yeah a friend um let's see so atlanta sean said found, i found, found this grenade, grenade with yeah. the word panic on the side of it should i pull the pin or what and Rambo wants to know who else is nervous. I don't know. I mean, John, you're, you're, you've been pointing out the similarities of, of these teams. You know, I mean, at, you know, this is the best team we've played. They're a good team. I would say composure, moment by moment, uh, connection. And what was the other one that he says that he likes Let's to see, say? There's t- toughness, resiliency, composure. Resiliency, yes. Connection, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say to the same thing that I told Carter, like, like why are you why are you so calm? And I just think that they'll figure it out. I think all things being equal, like you look at it from a statistical standpoint, like everything lines up to be a pretty pretty even matchup from where mm-hmm. I sit. Um, they both have their strengths and weaknesses and things that we could potentially exploit to get get an edge. Um, you know, the the disparity there is kicking. Um, I'd like to think that we're not going to get into a pressure situation where we've got to make a kick to win a game, but it's possible. Um, you give Kentucky the nod there, but I give Georgia the nod in the overall coaching. And then more importantly, I give Georgia the nod in the Jimmys and Joes uh, arena as well. Coaching and personnel are going to win the day, I would say 95% of the time. Yeah. I mean, my, my thing on the Munsoning is it's like, at this point, I, I like, what's the benefit? Like, what are you going to get? out of worrying so much leading up to it. That's, that's part of it for me too. Cause it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm over, I'm over all the worrying in, in the lead up. I'm going to enjoy watching my, my team play football. Now that's not to say that I don't freak out during the games, John, you can attest to this. I text you things during the game. Like, yeah, I mean, we all, just... <laughs> um, but you... I don't know. I would say, I would say I'm still even, even on that note, I'm a lot more calm than I used to be. Can even in game. Do we, do we have the, do we have the soundboard? operational mm-hmm. do we yeah. have this the cedric van fran hit him with it this is 1980 who oh I, I need to add that that was a uh, that was jamari sawyer but yeah oh, I, do, sorry. I, I do need to have that yeah i'll have to find that one we'll have to, Trying to put glasses on it we'll have to put some glasses on it i can find it i know i i have the video clip uh i'll, I'll make a note for myself too. what was it 1980 who dog yeah 1980 who brother brother yeah uh, yeah, that's the the, op- the opening uh, cut in the Punk Tactics video that we made. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, cool. 
All right, let's see. 51 to 7 GATA. <laughs> this was kind of funny. He said, seriously, am I the only one that was completely surprised by the fact an SEC school has a student acceptance rate above 93% in 2023? Never would have guessed that. So he he, he had uh, sent a graphic of like application acceptance rates amongst SEC schools and Kentucky's was quite high. I had no idea. Honestly, I, did you know was, that? I was not aware of that. And as a as a father of a high school student, we have started to receive the we've started to receive these 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 letters coming in. Yeah. Dude, Mississippi State really wants my daughter to come to Mississippi State for some reason. I don't know. We've gotten like two or three letters from them um seeking her attendance. Auburn today was the latest one, which is kind of ironic. I yeah. feel like I feel like that's like perfect timing. Like everybody's hyping up their atmosphere. Like, oh quick, let's let's bombard Georgia with all these all these letters. Um, yeah, because they they can't get in, right? They can't get into Georgia. They might as well come to Auburn. Right, seems, right. seems to be the pers- the operation there. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Kentucky. Um, yeah, I, I was I was unaware of that. Ninety three percent sounds really high, though. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I wonder how many applications they get. Yeah, I don't know. I was that. I was I was also shocked. I had no idea. Um, I imagine see. there's worse. I imagine there's worse places to go to school. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it it is beautiful up there. Um, yeah. I haven't been for a while, but uh, uh, actually never it's been. Beautiful. It's one of those. It's one really? of those things like you talk about going to. Yeah, I've never been. Yeah, I went twice in college. Uh, had a good time both times. It's it's a fun trip. Um, all right, let's see. We got some defensive personnel questions. So Fletcher Proctor, uh, any words on the whereabouts of Marvin Jones Jr., Samuel Mpemba, or Damon Wilson? I was hoping for a bit more of uh, from the outside linebackers. Um, and then a couple other ones. Let's see. Uh, Dogfather, JT, also asked about Marvin Jones. How much more do we see? 7, 12, so being Marvin Jones, Julian Humphrey, and 33, C.J. Allen on the defense going forward. Sure looks like they earn more snaps. And I think we talked about – those are these are some of the guys – we talked about a little bit more. Uh, we talked about last episode as well, John. Um, and then them dogs wanted to know how do we help to support number six. So uh, any thoughts from you? I mean, uh, in Kirby, we trust, especially when it comes to the defense, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I do think that at some point you got to give the, the young guys a shot. Yeah, I mean, I think we started to see more Marvin Jones against um, Auburn. Um, I mean, I think the answer is they, with the way our coaches run, like you got to show them in practice. Um, you know, you said the whole show me, right. Like show me you're a five-star. Um, they're going to want you to do that in practice first. I, I mean, I, I promise they're putting the guys in the field that they feel give us the best chance to win. <laughs> um, um, on the, I think like part of Dogfather's question crossing with them dogs around Dale and Everett, uh, versus Julian Humphrey, um, a couple of things as far as like helping um, Everett out. Like, like I said, I actually felt like he played pretty well against Auburn. He had the huge pass breakup um, on the sideline. One thing though, that I will say that I know Graham had pointed out a couple of weeks ago on something that our defense seems to have changed. We've talked about in the past, John, how like the way our defense typically runs is you have like a, you've got a number one corner, but he's not necessarily lined up on the number one receiver. Right. We usually had like a corner takes a side and stays on that side for the entire game. Um, I think something Graham has noticed was that we've started putting Kamari Lassiter on the opponent's number one receiver. I don't know that we did that against Auburn, but I know we did that against South Carolina. So they basically second half put Kamari on Leggett um, to shut him down. Um, So that's something that we can do, something we can do to help him out. And then the other thing is 
I think it helps the entire secondary out having Javon Bullard back. So that's just going to happen naturally anyway. Um, I don't know. I, I just I just think that um, I, I got nothing else to add on that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I, I would love to see more. I would love to see more of those guys, but I just don't know. It's just one of those things. It's like I just want to see. I want to wait and see what what the coaches throw out there. There's a yeah. reason. That, there's a reason these guys are playing. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. All right. A uh, few people asking about stopping the Kentucky run. Oh, actually, sorry. One more thing. I forgot. Fletcher wanted to know if we're going to be at Stegmania because uh, he said. Not sure who who will be the bigger visitor, Jeezy or Asa Newell. So Jeezy, the rapper, Asa Newell, a recruit, basketball recruit. Uh, I don't know. Oh, maybe, nice, maybe he'll nice. be there. Um, so Fletcher, John and I are trying to figure out um, if we can go to Stegmania. Our understanding is it's for students only. Uh, so I've got a question out to John Bateman to see. So if we can go, maybe. <laughs> uh, but definitely not if it's only for students only, which is what we're hearing. So if anybody, if anybody knows Josh Brooks, you can talk to Coach White, like, hey, let some <laughs> let some old dudes in. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> love it. Uh, I just, right. just want to hear Jeezy. Isn't it Jeezy? This this thing's uh, put on, put on for your city. I think so. And like, I feel so old, even though that's kind of an old song. <laughs> Dude, that's a, that's a that's a bang that's a banger. <laughs> 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 oh, nice callback, as they say, JP. Yes. Oh man. <laughs> um. All right, let's see. Uh, we got some folks asking about uh, stopping Kentucky's run game. Um, actually, Ann, this, this is a mixture of Kentucky run game and bourbon questions. Um, yes. So let's see. Friend of the show, Tim Riley, how do we manage the Kentucky run game? Uh, that def- defense against Auburn won't cut it with their running attack. Um, and then Brett Belding said, we weren't built to stop the Auburn zone read clearly, but are we built to stop Kentucky's run game? Um, man, and then Brian Harrell, similar question around uh, what's the best way to stop it. So, I mean, I, I, mean, I guess we talked about that a little bit earlier. I, I'm sorry, Brett, if I kind of stole your thunder earlier when I mentioned like the whole zone read thing. I mean, I would agree. I mean, we, we definitely struggle with that. I do, I do feel like the more natural or I don't know, I guess traditional run game is hopefully easier to easier to plan for. Um, I don't know that Kentucky is uh, taking the things they saw um, UAB and Auburn do uh and trying to use those against us although i'm sure we'll anticipate those kind of things there um but yeah i don't see like the zone read keeper happening so much here one thing that kirby did mention um about ray davis is he actually compared him to swift and just like having a lot of like one cut runs you know where he puts his foot in the ground and heads up field like we like we used to see deandre swift too he's not as fast as swift to me um but um i guess that's something to watch out for right like playing sound assignment football, staying in your lane and not letting this guy juke. I would say that given that the Auburn running backs actually like, you know, were, were held in check pretty solidly. Yeah. I would say we're built to stop a more traditional run where we struggle with and where, where we struggle with and where I feel like Kirby has struggled with in general. And if you go back to like those Alabama teams um, when, when he was there, this team that he's built seems to struggle on mo- with mobile quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And if All you right. don't have a quarterback that's like particularly mobile, which I mean, technically Auburn didn't have that on paper from <laughs> what I recall, <laughs> but you know, yeah. I mean, if you don't have zone reads, then that takes that option away. So. Yeah. Yeah. I do think, I mean, we do have to, 
we you still have to set the edge, but if they're not yeah. if they're not running the zone read, like that was our problem, right? It was like biting on the 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 fake to the running back crashing down, right? So and right. then the quarterback keeping it. Like that's what kept that's what kept messing us up. So I don't think we'll see as much of that this week. Watch they're gonna come out and run all zone read, John. <laughs> right. Seriously, just like we drew it up. Uh all right. So Tim uh wanted to know what's your Kentucky bourbon of choice for game day? I have yet to make a decision. Okay. I have an idea. I have an idea, but I have yet to make a decision. Okay. I have I have something that I don't want to talk about yet. We'll, <sighs> we'll talk we're gonna talk about it in the review. Okay. 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 We'll do that. And I'm gonna I'll I'll give you a little uh one a little teaser on this, John. There are multiple people listening to this who know what I'm talking about, but you don't. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Okay. So we'll get that. Okay. Um Let's see. And then Brett, Brett wanted to know if you could only have one bourbon under a hundred dollars for the rest of your lives, what are you picking? I'm going to go with uh interpretation uh, of question is a hundred dollars retail. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. Like, like MSRP. Yeah, yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, I would go probably Weller 107. Hmm. Okay. I would say of the man, see, this is where like, I don't have like my, my palate is not, like I haven't experienced as many. I mean, isn't shoot? Isn't Blanton's under a hundred dollars MSRP? Or am I wrong? Uh, yeah, it should. It. Yeah, it should be. I mean, at the airport, I've only had it once. I wouldn't pick that anyway. Um, like of what I tend to drink, man. Like I could definitely drink Angel's Envy all the time. Honestly, so um, solid. Yeah, I think I'll go with that. I so I've I've evolved a little bit from my prior like my prior bourbon bourbon fandom. I tried to stay around a hundred proof. Mm-hmm. I'm okay going over a hundred proof these days. So like Angel's Envy, I think is like ninety proof. Yeah, it's a little lower. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. lower proof bourbons are great. They're super smooth. They're super easy to drink. Um, I do think I have gotten to the point now where I notice that if I get a higher proof bourbon, yes, it packs a higher punch. Yes, it's like melt your face off right out of the bottle. For me, that's that's harsh. But you put a cube in it, let it cool down, and things get a lot different. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it gets a lot different when you're smoking cigars too. Which, by- okay, okay. Uh, let's see, Ryder Hayes. Do y'all think this game will kind of decide who this team is? Kentucky will hear all week that they can pass, that they can push us and run down our throats. Georgia will hear all week about how soft their run defense is. If we look similar to Auburn, South Carolina performances, is that just who we are? I mean, this this does feel like definitely um, could be a statement game. You know, like. What are you, what are you going to do? Like we're, we're, we're hearing it. You're hearing it this week. You know, this isn't the same Georgia defense, et cetera. Look at what Kentucky's doing. Look what Auburn did to you. I mean, that's gotta be riding on these guys. I would think. I mean, yeah, it's riding, but like you heard on the broadcast that uh, Nazir Snackhouse called out the the team for not playing up to the standard. And yet, I mean, I didn't, he, uh, I felt like our defensive line got pushed around. So like, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I I said it on the last episode. I feel like that we've kind of uh, our defensive like core has been shook this year with the with an an, an, an unex what I would classify as an unexpected uh, an unexpected departure of uh, Bear Alexander, which I do think that he would have had an impact on this defense for sure. Um, he's not there, um, so a lot of guys are having to get more quickly advanced in progressing progressing through the program than I think the coaching staff would have would have liked on the on the line. Like you talk about 
the football game is built on on the lines, right? Like if you're getting, if you can't establish an edge, um, if you can't establish the run um, along the offensive line, get your 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 passing, you know, blocking set up. Like if you can't if you can't cover folks, um, then it's it's going to be a problem regardless. And I I haven't quite gotten there yet, but I'm leaning towards I feel like that that's just who we are this year, and I think that it's okay. Like, it's just not what we're used to seeing. And I feel like that's one of those things that we've kind of been spoiled is that we've just been used to these, like nobody being able to move on us, but like we've proven that they can overcome it. Yeah. So you just kind of have to let these kids grow up. And you and I talked about it on the last episode, like you run through the, you run through the roster and it's like, there's a lot of youth up there. Yeah. I mean, so on like on a, on this, maybe is this defense who we are, um, I don't know. I mean, like leading the SEC with 13 points per game allowed isn't so bad, <laughs> right? So that's the one thing. Right. The only thing I'll say, back to the Barry Alexander thing, I mean, last time I checked, he didn't start any games last year. Like we returned most of the starting defensive line outside of Jalen Carter, who although was hurt for a good portion of last year. I mean, Tramiel Walthour, Nazir Stackhouse, you know, these guys, these guys had a lot of starts on their belt. Um you know, and Warren Brinson has been playing really well. He's consistently been one of the highest graded players on the team um, for PFF. So I don't know, man. I the defenses. The the reason I say that is that the, 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 our past defenses, like Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, they commanded yeah. attention along yeah, yeah, yeah. the line. There's yeah. no player currently on our defense that it com- is commanding multiple defenders. That's commanding a multiple, you know, attention. That's commanding attention from the offense. Yeah. Um, frankly, like by and large, they can basically just run their offense. Like there's no accounting for going on. Yeah. And, you know, maybe like the, the whole, you know, Jalen Walker and, um, you know, Michael Williams being hurt, you know, maybe he's still coming back a little bit from that. Like maybe we can, if we can get someone from the outside to start establishing themselves, like we said, we've, we've been missing that Adam Anderson factor from the outside and the Nolan Smith factor from the outside yeah those are hard those i mean those guys are hard to replace and there's yeah. a reason that they're playing where they're playing now yep yep there all right uh, let's see coach woodworth how many oh this is we, we you kind of hinted at this one earlier how many possessions will georgia get uh kentucky's run game may limit them i will say we had so we had 11 drives against auburn fyi john um so i don't think i mean i could see it being you less. said we had 11 drives against auburn yeah yeah okay so as far as limiting it, I mean, I could see it going down. I don't know. I, like, I don't think it's going to be insanely less, but I could see maybe well, maybe we only have 10, 10 or nine, something like that. Yeah. Um, Although I think two of those, in a way, we had nine full drives. I think two of those were, uh, were actually no, only one. We we took a knee to end the game. So there was only one, one kneel down drive. You said we had 11 possessions? Correct. That's under the umbrella of we had a couple of like quick turnovers too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So if you're looking at the time of possession overall, Georgia is averaging 32 minutes. They rank number t- number. They're tied for second in the SEC with 32 minutes, um, six seconds, basically, in uh, in time per game that they're holding the ball. Kentucky, uh, by contrast, again, um, you know, we're talking fractions here, but um they've been holding the ball 27 minutes and 51 seconds it's actually less than us they're less than us yeah that's why interesting 
when okay. I saw this, when I saw this, this stat, I wanted to go and, and, and look at the time of possession battles. So that's, I guess that's another metric that we are disparate on is, is the time of possession. And I, I feel like that, that like, as much as it pains me to say it, like those, those runs up the gut that everybody hates that uh, you hear about from Lobo, <laughs> like part of the equation there is choking clock. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, you may hate it. You may not love it but it's part of the equation that this Georgia team has right now is that they they're ranking very high in the conference in terms of time of possession. Uh, Auburn was averaging 30 minutes and 30 seconds um, time of possession as well. I, I didn't go back and look at what we, what those time of possessions look like with the, the, the Auburn game, but um, I would say that we're, we're looking, we're probably looking pretty similar, like 10, 10, 11 possessions. Yeah. Yeah. It uh, you, seems you, like a fair metric. You convince me. Also, reminder that uh, running up the middle uh, did not come out of nowhere this year. We we always do that. Anyways, right. um, we gotta move on. <laughs> yeah, I, I I say that as a as a point of reference for all the bubble haters. Hey, you remind. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm if just we looking at trigger. I'm just looking at trigger people. Just like if I put ketchup on a burger. All right, next up, Bobby Wilson. The throws Beck was making on third down in the second half were elite and game changing. I do believe he is very capable of taking this team to the SEC championship and playoffs. What do you guys think? Um, what do you think? You think uh I- I'll say this. I don't yeah, I don't see Carson Beck as being like uh holding this team back by any means. I think he's perfectly capable of of taking this team where where we hope it can go from what I've seen. He showed me he showed me a lot against Auburn. Yeah, I mean there was I mean that was definitely one of those one of those games that I feel like that you know he he stepped up on right like yeah he's he showed a lot in that game um, and the demeanor too right like i think you know we, we made the joke or you made the joke about like you know he doesn't have like gifable moments so mm-hmm. to speak right like he's not doing mic drops or whatever but uh i don't know, I mean like that demeanor i feel like he was calm collected i don't think the road environment seemed to phase him you know um, the whole team, you know, something we didn't even talk about, like they're, you know, in that cr- crazy hostile environment at Auburn, zero false starts. So, um, pretty impressive. That's true. Um, that actually didn't come up in our, in our last game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, if I were to tell you that, that Carson Beck is currently ranked ahead of Jackson Dart preseason, if I had told you that, that Georgia was going to have a quarterback averaging more yards per game than Jackson Dart at, at Ole Miss, would you have taken that deal? Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yes, absolutely. He's currently ranked number ninth in the country in yards per game. Yeah, yeah. He- and I believe that he is, uh, yeah, he's ranked eighth in overall total yard. Um, he's got almost 1,500 yards passing currently. I don't know what that puts him at from a from an average standpoint, like from a Georgia, you know, single season situation. But like mm-hmm. by contrast, we've been talking about how Oregon's been beating people up, and you know, Bo Nix is ranked 15th in total yards. Um, yeah. Bo Nix is ranked uh, below Carson Beck right now. I mean, there's, I mean, he's 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 knocking on the door of Caleb Williams. Now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be so, nice. Yeah, yeah I, he's ranked, he's currently ranked second in the SEC. That's all. That's all I can say about. That. Yeah, yeah. If you'd have so, told me that he was going to be second, number two in the SEC in passing, um, I think that we all would have taken that. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, all right, everybody, Dwight. Um, how many times will the Georgia defense hear the words "I discipline" and set the edge this week in practice, John? <laughs> I discipline and set the edge. Yes, all the times. Um, Take the over, whatever it is. 
I think did I, we skip over Bobby's things? Like, what do we think that they need to improve on? Oh yeah, what do you? Yeah, yeah, what? Yeah, biggest items the squad has to improve on. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. Do you, and is there anything else we haven't already talked about there? If there I mean, is, I think that it. setting the edge is what I'd like to like. I'm I'm going to connect the two the two questions there. Like, okay, I yeah. definitely want to see us set the edge more. I was joking with Scott Duvall earlier today from waiting since last Saturday that uh, I thought that you know UGA right now like we. <laughs> We can't. We couldn't set an edge if a landscape. If we paid a landscaper to do it for us, like that's that's where we're at right now. Like seriously, dude. Like yeah, our our edges are are awful, um, and it's been that way. I'd love to see some progress there from an offensive standpoint. I just want to see some push, man. I don't want to see free. I don't want to see Carson Beck picking himself up off the ground after having a free rusher like completely light him up. I don't want to see multiple defenders in the backfield basically completely unblocked. Um, I want to see consistency. I mean, it's just consistency on both of the lines of scrimmage. If this team could get consistent on offensive line and defensive line, literally every other problem that everyone is bitching about goes away. Sorry, Carter. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And that's the thing. It's like, you've seen it. We've, we've seen it happen. Um, I agree. It's just the consistency piece there. So. All right. Uh, let's see. Dwight also, what do you have? Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> will we wear the black jerseys? And then he said, I know, I know. No, 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 zero, 0%. Um, all right. UGA Hoops Mafia. He gave us a topic to discuss. Current Kentucky is currently on a losing streak to Georgia in men's basketball. Um, make sure, make sure to mention that. So, you know, uh, all time record, uh, streak in football, but also a uh, streak in basketball. Okay. So this was interesting. He said also to me, this game has similar vibes to 2017 Mississippi State. Tell me how I'm right and how I'm wrong on that take. Hmm. So that, that was, was that was night game. I mean, so that was from that was the uh, flea flicker to get the night started, right? So that was Dan Mullen came in. Everyone was picking uh, Mississippi State to win, and uh, you know that was the lead up to the game, right? Dan Mullen was like the sexy coach at the time. He was the new hotness and uh, they were talking all that up and everyone, there was kind of the trendy pick that week was to pick Mississippi state to upset, upset Georgia. That's a, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how you arrived there based on the, the numbers that I'm seeing. Um, I don't think that this resembles that game at all. Just my- I don't, I think to me, like the, the, <laughs> I can just go to coaching personality <laughs> so like i can't i can't equate uh you know dan mullen the, the coming into Athens to, to mark to mark stoops that that's where i lose it but i also you know i mean i haven't seen i mean i haven't seen like what the pundits are saying like are the pundits picking an upset here um I, I feel like that one was like mississippi state was really the trendy pick so i don't know but i would i would love to i would love the outcome of this game to be to be like that one though i'll say that yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, for for those that are don't remember, that was a game where Georgia came out and won thirty-one to three. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think we're going to see anything quite like that. Uh, I mean, I just look like more recent history. Like, I mean, these games are have been these these games have been kind of tough. Yeah. All right, John, you ready? Yes. It is time for Coach Trillbill's over-unders, uh, Kentucky. All right, John, as we discussed on the review episode, I have the lead, so I get to pick who goes first. 
Moment by moment, Jim. Moment by moment. All right, I get the first moment. Uh, Georgia <laughs> passing yards over under two two hundred ninety five passing yards for Georgia. I'm going to say over. Ooh, I'm going to say under. Okay. Uh, your turn. Over under Georgia rushing yards at ninety five. I'm going to say over. Mm. Mm. I'm going to say over as well. Um, my turn. Brock Bowers receptions over under five and a half. Um, mm. I'm going to go over. Ooh, I'm going to go under. Okay. And over to you, over to the defense, Kentucky rushing yards over under 175. Under. I'm going to go under. That's what I wanted to say. I'm sticking with my guns, John. Um, <laughs> then my turn over under one and a half forced turnovers by the Georgia defense. Um, I'm going to go under. I'd love to go over, but I, I, I do think we get one twos a lot. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I explained that. I should just let you answer. <laughs> you said under, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go over. Okay. And then over to you, over under one and a half sacks by the Georgia defense. I'm going to go over. Okay. I'm going to go over there. All right. I love this one. This one includes a clarification because we got um, we got confused last week. <laughs> <laughs> the punts. Total co- punts combined nice. over under eight and a half. So that would be about four a team. Is it to me? Or is it to you? It's my turn. Okay. Uh, man, and now I don't know what to do. I know we got the big Aussie punters. Are they going to get to showcase those those legs or not? I guess I'll go over. I'm going to go under. Okay. Um, and then last one. Seems high. Over under ten and a half different Kentucky bourbons at the tailgate. Ten and a half Kentucky bourbons. Yeah. I guess Kentucky bourbons, bourbons is a pretty pretty explicit disclaimer on that one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over. Over, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go over as well. We'll we'll, we'll match on that because I think that's the reason I say that is because not all bourbons are Kentucky bourbon. I know, I know, but I saw that picture that Greg sent out, and uh, yes. I think it's gonna be a lot. Uh, we we do tend to love the Kentucky bourbons. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> we're, we're a group that loves the Kentucky bourbon. Uh, all right. Well, shout out Coach Triple. Thanks for. Thanks you for uh, sending those in as always and tracking them for us as well. All right. Predictions. Uh, CBC R2 Sam has Georgia winning 25 to 10.3. Um, looking at odd shark, the line is Georgia minus 14 and a half with an over under of 47. Um, if that sounds familiar, John, that was the exact same line and over under as the Auburn game. FYI. Um so <laughs> predicted score 30.75 to 16.25. That line opened a lot higher and has been bet down, by the way. Um, it, there was a lot of movement early. Um, the Odd Shark predicted score has Georgia 34.8 to Kentucky 29.2. Uh, so even even closer. Oh, that is, that is, that is kind of crazy. I'm kind of scared to hear what you're going to say here, John. Do I need to go first or do you want to go first? I'll let you go first. Um, I... I I almost want to like go bigger because like I, I don't I didn't like I didn't like what I heard you saying, but I'll say this: like you were saying, the games um, have been you know uh, like kind of slogs of late um, against these guys, and that is true. It definitely was that way last year um, for sure on the road. Um, but if you look at the last few home games, so in 2021, we beat them 30 to 13. Um, in 2019, we shut them out 21 to nothing at home 
in 2017, we we beat them pretty handily, 42 to 13. So it's been a bit of a different story when we get these guys in Athens. However, I think this is the best team we played. Um, I think it's going to be a line of scrimmage game. Um, I think it's going to be a tough test. I've got the dogs winning this one, 24 to 14. Mm, okay. Uh, I'm going to go... Mm. My gut here was 27-21, like very similar scoreline to the Auburn. Yeah. I'm going to stick with that. Okay. 27-21. I'm going to stick with my gut there. Okay. I think they pull it out. Um, I think that this is a very even matchup. I just haven't seen enough from our lines of scrimmage to justify a 30-13, to 13, a 21 to nothing, a 42-13 to 13 type of scoreline. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Twenty seven. I mean, you can go back to t- like 2015, 27 to three, um, 59, 17. Like, I just don't see. I just don't. I just don't know that I. I see the, the closest closest game in Athens. You have to go back to 2011. Looks like 19 to 10. Yeah, yeah. I just the... don't know. I just don't know that our, our our lines of scrimmage have shown me enough. And I've. It's kind of like one of those situations where you you're like fool me once, shame on you. Fool me five times shame on me yeah 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 the the, the funny thing is like the, that 20 the 2019 game was a 21 nothing that one was like like people were like complaining that it was so boring <laughs> that was the game where like it was it was raining the whole game mm-hmm. and uh it was like a slow start I, I like it was zero zero like forever and then swift finally scored a touchdown i remember i was at that game nice. anyways anyways okay uh i don't know i did pull a couple of games of interest um so throughout the day so you know we're 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 there at the end of the day but at uh at noon you know we've talked about missouri is a big opponent for georgia and they're they've still made it through undefeated but big one for them so lsu at missouri at noon uh noon kickoff on espn um so that, that could be that could be a fun one um lsu coming in with 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 two losses um see if missouri can stay undefeated against those guys yeah, that that's an interesting matchup, right? Missouri, you got two two of the the two of the two of the more prolific passing teams in in the country right now. LSU's defense is suspect. Missouri's, I saw uh, Missouri's defense is suspect. I saw someone on Twitter say that this game is going to be like seventy five, seventy six at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Missouri's been airing airing it out to uh, Luther Burton. Uh, he's having a big year as a sophomore. So. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I think, uh, I think Missouri's run comes to an end. I think LSU, I think LSU beats them. Just my take. Right. Uh, then also what at noon. Was, what was the, what was the model? I can't remember the model. Sorry to go back to the, the scores, but like, what was the model that we were like, everybody was kind of fretting about? I can't remember what the model was. CFB ner- college football nerds. College football nerds. Okay. Yeah. Did, did we plug it? Did we plug in what, what their little algorithm had, had to say about this game? You want me to tell you? Go ahead and tell me. Yeah, they've got they're predicting Kentucky. Are you serious? It's got they have Kentucky thirty five point three to Georgia twenty four point four. Twenty five point three to twenty five thirty five point three to twenty four point four. Wow. Yeah, they had. I mean, re- remember? I mean, they had Auburn winning pretty handily too. So no, they had Auburn winning barely. I thought. Yeah, was it barely? Uh, yeah, I can't even remember. I don't remember. That's crazy. Well, yeah. I don't see that happening, uh, particularly that scoreline. But uh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's certainly there, something to watch. <laughs> there were all kinds of issues with their model. I'll tell you that. 
it got kind of it got kind of torn apart fair, <laughs> online fair, after, fair enough. after throughout the week. So yeah, the so nerds, the the nerd the nerd collective went in on college football nerds. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So the next the next one was uh, Oklahoma Texas. So Red River shootout. I don't I don't call it Red River Red River rivalry. So that one's in Dallas. Oh, yeah, the Red River shootout. Yeah. Dallas, uh, twelve o'clock kickoff on ABC. Oklahoma's number twelve. Texas number three. Is Texas back, John? I don't know. It remains to be seen. I saw. I don't know if you saw this. Logan Logan Booker tweeted today that they should put a they should paint an SEC logo on the midfield as a as a send off to the Big Twelve with these two teams playing. <laughs> Just bring a fl- plant a flag, plant two uh, flags out there. <laughs> I thought that was good. I thought that was good. Uh, that was I'm gonna good. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Texas on that one. Yeah, I mean, I think that Texas would be the the winner on that one. Um, and then the three thirty game, I guess maybe maybe lost a little bit of of luster, but Bama at A and M three thirty kickoff. That's the that's the CBS game of the week this week. Alabama at A and M, um, but A and M what only loss is that loss to Miami, right? So well, Bama keep rolling. I think Bama's going to keep rolling. Yeah, I think yeah. that they're 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 in a similar kind of position of Georgia. You know, they've got they've got their team is what they what it is. You know, obviously they they took a earlier uh, an early loss, but uh, they're still Alabama, right? They they they've still got they're still going to be dangerous, just like Georgia is, right? Like it's kind of yeah. like that that quiet confidence. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's different. Like you, you look at these games, like the Auburn game. You look at if if this matchup, similar matchup, would have been placed at my feet um, during the Rick years, I would be worried. I would be munsoning. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. I I think that's the thing, right? Like the it is. It's the it's the quiet confidence. Um. Again, it's I think it's confidence in this in this staff, and you know, it's not like we're coming in and ha- not having been punched in the mouth yet, right? I mean, this team has been punched in the mouth twice been knocked on the ground and has gotten up both times and come back and won. So, um, there, they are, I will say this, Georgia has been tested. Georgia is been battle tested and has had to bounce back from that. Kentucky hasn't had to do that yet. So we don't know how Kentucky is going to react when they get punched in the mouth. Cause it hasn't happened to them. Mm, I like it. I like it, Jim. Cool. Um, yeah, it's like the, the Mike Tyson quote, right? Like, you know, yeah. everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Exactly. If uh, it like like you said, Georgia, Georgia's taking it. Yeah. That's what great teams do. Yep, yep, for sure. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess we we know our we generally will talk about our plans, but uh, I'll see you Friday. <laughs> I will see you on Friday, and dear listener, if you would like to join us, we will be at the Harvard Library. Yeah, they do. Was what? There's a three o'clock tour of the Dooley exhibit every uh friday at Hargret library um so we're gonna go hit up our buddy jason hasty and go go check that out on, on friday afternoon um and then we'll be out and about throughout the throughout campus on saturday it's the vagabond tailgate <laughs> yeah we gotta iron in all the logistics but uh we'll we'll, we'll do that I, at some point at some point we're gonna absolutely have to get some pizza from uh from little italy because i was super jealous of the last last post you had on that I'll tell you, Lily would not complain uh, if she gets to go back there again. So, uh, not could a bad a, idea. Could be a decent, or at least get it to go to go box and take it to the tailgates and watch some football. Yeah, we have all day. Right. Yeah, it's true. Hey, <laughs> you need it when the game when the game like when the game looms large as this has loomed all all year. Uh, you got to have all day to pack to pack all the activities in, right? Yes, you can't. 
You can't tailgate all day until you start early, or you can't drink all day unless you start when you wake up or something. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. Sounds right. Cool, man. All right. Well, um, I'll be heading that way on Friday, take the day off, and uh, I'll see you Friday afternoon. And then we'll, uh, I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out the review. Review episode may come out a little earlier than, than usual. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if we can make that work, uh, be in the same city this week. Amen. Amen. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing uh panda and her famous home and uh and and mr lou hopefully he's on the on, on the men how's your dad doing i actually talked to him today he's doing well he had a follow-up visit today uh he's doing well the sling does not have to be worn 100 percent of the time so uh early so he, can, so he can give us a little, little go, <laughs> go <to. laughs> no 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 yeah no uh he, he he is not going to come to the game uh, to specifically avoid doing something like that. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's afraid. He's afraid he's going to tackle a trash can, isn't he? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I guess we we would say we're hopeful to get him back, though. Uh, you know, before the end of the season. Oh, I didn't tell you this. Uh, one of my buddies, uh, a long ago friend from prior to me getting married, um, Brian Kingsbury, is going to be in town. Uh, old friend of mine from from Chicago who now lives um, similar to similar to Tim Riley. He was miserable up north and moved down because it was too cold. And um, yeah, so he's going to be in town um, with a bunch of Kentucky buddies of his and other random folks. But I guess that some of those kids that he knows are are from Kentucky. So I will have, like I said, this is a game that's attracting far and wide. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I will say I'm excited. uh, I'm excited for British Bulldog. I'm excited for Chris. Uh, this will be a little bit different than Kent State last year for him. So, <laughs> yes, we're gonna have to see if we can get Rodeo to put the. We're gonna see if we can get Rodeo and Greg to put the uh, the Manchester United game on, which I believe <laughs> they kick off at like ten o'clock or something like that. This I need, is, to, I need we'll to check. See. I need to we'll check see. the. We'll see. You, yeah. You're gonna have to like bring an iPad or something. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Manchester United actually does play. Okay, you're gonna have, you're gonna be looking at your phone because we're gonna still be vagabonding at that point, probably, John. Probably, yeah. Seriously, cool. All right, man. Uh, well, it was fun. It's fun as usual. Uh, this one has loomed large uh, for a long time. Uh, ready to tee it up and uh, light up Sanford yet again. Amen. Go dogs. Go dogs. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.